today. New details emerge in the Kenosha shooting, more riots in Minneapolis, and the RNC Night 3. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Yakubuyans, host of the Yakubuyans show and president and founder of Share Together. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, also joined by, uh, well, my favorite Australian, <laughs> but it's a very, cl- it's very close. It's a very close tie okay. uh, with our, well, well, Sydney Watson. Yes. We okay. are, we are both good friends with. Right. But I knew you first, so I feel like and I have also, to say. also Sydney is half. Her mom's American, so I'm the full Oh, okay, okay, okay. She cannot do that. Hezia Schaefer laying it <laughs> down fine. for us right she now. cannot do that. Host of uh, Crocs on. Thanks for being here as well. Uh, all right, so the Wisconsin Department of Justice uh, Division of Criminal Investigation reported late last night that Jacob Blake, who was, of course, the man that was shot by a police officer in Kenosha, which started all of the rioting and the looting and the burning down of businesses that is happening right now in Wisconsin. Uh, He actually had a weapon in the floorboard of his car. Uh, Now, at first, it was very it was it was strange because we didn't hear from anyone. Was there a weapon? You know, we didn't get any details. Now we at least have the detail that there was a knife found in the floorboard of the car in the driver's side, which he did appear to be reaching for or toward. Right. I can't say why. I won't speculate what he was reaching for. But that was the area, the vicinity of his car where he was going when he was shot by the police. Now, interesting, uh, the Milwaukee Journey Sentinel reported this and said Jacob Blake had knife in car but was otherwise unarmed. Wisconsin DOJ says Uh, so knife uh, but otherwise unarmed not sure why the need to uh, to put the headline in that way but it's interesting um, guys because you know we're talking about this and there are still businesses burning in Wisconsin and there's civil unrest all over the country and the more we find out about this case the more it becomes clear that it really looks like a justifiable shoot which would mean all of these all of this this entire city was burnt to the ground for no reason yeah yeah look sarah for some reason and i and i really i don't think it is explainable the left just doesn't learn they do not learn they don't learn that listen footage well after the black lives matter movement comes out on the original you know mm-hmm. crime scene that happened this happens historically you have to wait Proof, verify, understand, let the, let the process work. They don't trust the process, number one. They do not trust the police. So they don't trust the judicial system, but they want justice. And justice looks like we're going to burn the city down. And oh, by the way, we're going to burn our own people's businesses down. Mm-hmm. And that's going to solve the problem. No, it's not. So I don't know. I mean, there was a hope I had in the past, but they're going to learn. They're going to learn that, listen, wait, slow down, calm down, no emotion, do due diligence, get, get the, the, the CSI team in there, mm-hmm. do a crime scene investigation, and let's get the facts, get the CCTV footage, all the footage, and don't drip it out in sections, and then let's go. But they don't operate that way. It's knee-jerk because, I believe, 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The situation matters not. They want to burn the country down. They will do it over anything. And so, of course, these are highlighted. But, you know, an officer, our officers are under so much tension. So now a guy from behind, and I don't know, I wasn't there. Only one guy was, it could see. But if he's reaching, the knee-jerk natural tendency, you had the guy, again, stop running from the police, by the way. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to get away from arrest. You know, I mean, can, just calm down. Well, which, by the way, we did hear um, uh, some additional context that they had tried to put people say, well, why didn't they tase him? We did hear additional context that they had tried tasing him. They were, you know, they did uh, when they got the call about him, by the way, he was the subject of the call. Uh, they realized that he had some outstanding warrants. So you've got a guy with outstanding warrants with a criminal record. You've got a guy who's resisting arrest. You've got a guy that hasn't responded to the taser. And you've got a guy who appears to be reaching for something in his car. I, my view is, regardless of whether or not he actually, they actually recovered a knife on the scene, what else do you do if you're a police officer? You're just supposed to just give up your life and not not try to defend yourself and not go through the process the way that you're trained because you're afraid of, you know, people getting upset that you defended your own life. Yeah, but it's even when you look at all the protesters, they're like classic chant is no justice, no peace. And like you saying, right. they, they're screaming about justice, but they're not actually waiting until all the other evidence right. comes out. It, they see one thing, one point of view, one whatever, even like the man who in Wisconsin or Milwaukee, where somewhere else. And he they started protesting because they shot they thought the police shot him. But he actually yeah, comes out. Got he that, shot himself. Yeah, we've got that coming up as well. Yeah. So they're not actually like you it's said, they don't actually want justice. No. That isn't the end goal, even though that's what they're saying, because it sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so let's get to that. Well, actually, hold on. Let's let's go to uh, the the 17-year-old who has been arrested and charged with first-degree intentional homicide. Uh, we brought to you the other day on the show. He was, of course, he was out there. Kaz, you are very familiar with the story because uh, Elijah, your husband, was mm -hmm. right there on yeah. the front lines uh, when all of this was taking place. Got some amazing footage. I don't know how you live with the guy because he's absolutely insane and I would be up all night not sleeping at all if I were you that sounds about right <laughs> but uh but so the uh what's his name Kyle Rittenhouse the 17 year old uh there are some additional video camera angles that have uh that have emerged showing him trying to run away from these rioters uh the rioter who ultimately got shot in the head by Kyle uh he actually it appears that he's throwing something at him he's still the aggressor and then finally Kyle turns around and uh fires off a couple shots and again the guy keeps coming until he appears to be shot in the head but here's a little bit of what uh these angles looked like so he's running away. For those of you watching on podcast, they're throwing things at him. He misses the first time. The guy keeps coming. He immediately circles back to check. Pulls out his cell phone. He laid him out. He laid him out, you guys. And obviously who he is, who he is dialing there, we uh, we don't have details on at this time. But this is not a guy who is, you know, j 
killing people for the sake of killing people, uh, it appears, when you look at the actual evidence, the video documentation of what happened. Um, I mean, my thing, too, is that this man that that unfortunately uh, is deceased now, 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum, who, by the way, uh, was in the sexual predator database. So not what I would call a good guy, not to say that he deserves to die, but just for clarification here. But he's chasing this 17-year-old who has a gun. The first shot's fired off. You don't see him let up. He continues continues to go after him. Um, Kez, I, have you heard from Elijah or do you have any indication like wh- what would prompt him to do that? Because I'm thinking someone fires at me. I'm running. Mm. How, how are these people still going after him? Well, from the sort of layout that Elijah gave me, the protesters, the whole gang were trying to light a gas station on fire, which mm-hmm. is obviously oh, very dangerous. Right. And good. Could, blow up the whole town. So I know that this young man, Kyle, and a few of the other guys that were out there protecting with the guns and stuff like that were trying to put out the fires and stop them from doing that. And then somehow the protesters got angry, whatnot, started chasing them. Kyle, at one of, I don't know if it was this man, Joseph, or another guy, because there was a couple of Mm -hmm. them that were ganging up on him, had a skateboard, were trying to bash him in the head with it. He was really under attack and running and they were throwing things. And then I guess he's self-defense. Right. So, and that's just from my understanding of it. So don't quote me on it as like play to play fact right, or whatever. Right, but right. yeah, it seems like it really was a self-defense sort of thing. What are your thoughts when you see something like this? I am really, really heartbroken. And also one thing I want to point out is all these people out here are like young men. Mm-hmm. They're not grown adults. Right. It's the young 17 year old boys who are defending businesses and stuff. Why is it our young men mm-hmm. who are out there fighting? Mm. Not the police, who's, who's there? So mm. I'm just like, I feel really sad. And I'm just thinking like, what's the parents of this boy thinking and what's he thinking now? He's, I know he's in prison or something yeah. at the moment. So I just think it's really sad. Yeah, Yaku. You're, you're making such a good point. We're seeing the result of a generation or two's neglect to raise young, amazing, strong men. These boys have father wounds. These boys are desperate for attention. Both sides, both those gentlemen, the group that's doing the protest, burning the city down, I've said it before, they're behaving like three-year-old toddlers throwing a tantrum. They need attention. They're attention deprived. They don't have purpose. They don't have vision, right? Now, you have a man here who who has a weapon, a gun, who's the one running away. Mm-hmm. Let's pause there for a second. Mm-hmm. If the notion is to be the aggressor, he goes to this event, if you can call it that, right? To defend a gas station that's not his property. He's trying to be an upstanding citizen to defend something. He goes with the intent to show force. He has a weapon and does not use the weapon at the first opportunity right? But runs away. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to that for a second, because intent is very important in court. Yeah. What was the intent? Well, he's being charged right. with intentional homicide. I, I know. And this is why I'm saying this. Yeah. Can't make that according. I'm not a lawyer. Okay. Right, right. So, but I'm just saying he's there. The first witness of violence would have been him seeing they light something on fire. Did he just open fire? No. 
right? He runs away. He's pursued. He shoots some shots. Did he aim at the guy or not? We don't know. There's too much, right? But for, let's say he wasn't. It's warning shots. The guy keeps pursuing. Right. Now your life's in danger, mm -hmm. okay? Now it's self-defense. It's tragic. It's tragic to lose a life, right? But th this kid is being thrown under the bus at this point. Now, I don't know. I don't know whose weapon it is or what. But when I just look in and say, did he just go randomly and just start opening fire at the first sign of somebody, you know, standing against him? No, Obviously absolutely not. not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all important points here at the table. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So uh, if you are a dog owner, you know. Our dogs are our family. We let them like up on the couch when we shouldn't. And they're very dirty animals, honestly. I don't know why we do it, except that we love our dogs and uh, they don't live long enough with us. That's the only downside to having a dog is that they don't live long enough. But if you want to, uh, if you want to prolong your dog's life and make sure that they thrive and they are the healthiest that they can be, uh, you got to get Rough Greens. Rough Greens by Vitasmart. So Rough Greens, what they do is they add all of the nutrients that your dog needs to thrive, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils, all of those things that they're not getting from their dry dog food because they kill it all out of it before they put it on the shelf. This adds all of those things back into your dog's diet. So regard, you might be buying like the most expensive dry dog food on the market. Your dog's not getting everything that they need from the dry dog food. But Rough Greens, it's a supplement. You put it on top of the dog's food. You don't have to switch the food. You can keep using your food that you use. Put it on top of the dog's food, and it will put all of those things back in and promote a happier and healthier lifestyle, especially if you have a really picky eater like we do. She, oh my gosh, she would not eat her breakfast until like dinner time. And it drove me nuts because I was like, you're a dog. You're supposed to want to eat everything. Now she eats it and we know that she is getting the nutrients that she needs to live the longest, healthiest life possible. You can take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days or less. You can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. Well, during all of these riots that we have been covering in Wisconsin, the mother of the man that uh, was killed by police, Jacob Blake, uh, the mother of Jacob Blake, she had some thoughts when she went on uh, Don Lemon's show on CNN on what was going on, the rioting, and uh, she actually apologized to President Trump, which I don't think Don Lemon was ready for. I don't think he probably handled that very well uh, in his inner monologue. But here is uh, Jacob Blake's mother with some thoughts on the violent riots. And as his mother, please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. Do you have anything to say, Ms. Jackson, to the politicians who are out there or do anything you want to say? <laughs> to the presidents or the candidates or to Trump or Biden or anything like that? For, for our President Trump, um, first, I want to say a family member, and I don't know if it was heard or not, said something that was um, not kind. She is hurting, and um, I do apologize for that. Our outburst that does not reflect um, our behavior. 
And then also for President Trump, um, I'm sorry I missed your call because had I not missed your call, maybe the comments that you made would have been different. And I'm not mad at you at all. Hmm. I have most respect for you as the leader of our country. Um, Like I said before, and I'm not saying this to him directly, we should always get the details from the right source before we start throwing bricks. Uh, And just to correct myself, I know it gets confusing for even me because there has been so much death and injury and destruction. Jacob Blake, of course, did not die. Uh, He is partially paralyzed for now. I think that there have been some conflicting reports on whether or not that is going to be or the doctors think that it will be permanent. But he is partially paralyzed right now. Uh, The mother of Jacob Blake, though, with some uh, some very poignant words that I don't think Don Lemon over at CNN was expecting. Yeah, no, no way, no how. You know they were cringing. They, they, they wanted a big hole to appear and mm-hmm. suck the whole network down the hole and cut the feed. The power, oh, you know the producer outage. was yeah. like, uh, yeah. wrap it up, wrap it up, get, but, her, get but, her off. But I, I'm sitting here looking at and I go, man, God has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. God has an incredible sense of humor. God will take this situation on CNN and bring a true humble heart of a mother who has sense. Her son just got shot, but still she's saying, hey, right and wrong on both sides. And CNN wasn't prepared for that. That's incredible sense of humor because they couldn't cut the feed because she's African-American. Mm. They wouldn't. Right. And so you could see Don's face. He was cringing. He was like, please get this over with. But that was common sense. Mm-hmm. That's sensible. Listen, let's get the facts. We just said it earlier. Let's wait. Let's get the facts. You know, so good for that mom. Yeah. Which uh, all of this kind of lends to both of your theories that uh, it's not about justice or getting the facts at all. No. And I think, I mean, I'm not a parent. I know both of you have children. And I can only imagine the anger you would feel if someone were to hurt your child. And so for her to come out and say that is is amazing. But then you look at people like Sean King and all these other people who are like, no, what? Like, not only are we going to defund the police, but we want more than that, like inciting maybe violence and things like this. And they're trying to fuel this flame. And the person who has the most right to be angry is saying, no, enough. And so it, yeah, like you said, there's something else going on. Mm. It's not about justice. It's not about any of this. There's an ulterior motive. Mm. They just want to burn it down. But we've seen this historically. George Floyd's family came out and said, whoa, why are we burning down cities? This is not bringing honor. Historically, those who have the actual right to to, hurt so much, you don't know how to hurt. We're going to pick this cause for you. Mm. You don't know how to react. We're going to pick this for you. No, they, they just look, they're hoodlums who want to incite violence mm. for any reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of CNN's coverage of the riots, you know, it keeps getting like worse and worse with this media uh, spin on all of these protests turned riots, very violent. You know, we had, I think it was MSNBC over in Minneapolis who was literally giving his report with a building on giant flames behind him. And he's like, well, it's mostly uh, just a peaceful protest over here as the fire burns right behind him. And you thought to yourself, it it can't get any worse than this. And they keep getting worse. Uh, Here's just a, a screenshot. I don't 
think we need to play the video because I think this, the screenshot speaks for itself. CNN last night, fiery, but mostly peaceful protests after police shooting. I mean, that's not just like a campfire. That's that's a, that's like a car dealership that's just in flames. The cars are just you know the law against arson, right? Uh, what's arson? What are laws? <laughs> yeah, right. What? I mean, so so all of a sudden now setting someone else's property on fire. Yeah. It's peaceful. Right. Well, mo I mean, mostly peaceful. Mm. I mean, well, like other than all the injuries. It's mostly. We deaths. only burned down one car. We and, could have burned down seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, when you put it into context like that, I mean, it's it's you know, totally fine. Not only is there huge flames behind him, but he's also got a helmet on <laughs> and a gas mask <laughs> around his neck. And you just go, I don't know who he thinks started that fire, but it certainly wasn't the police. Right. Like, who do you think starting that? Yeah, and why do you need all of that yeah. gear? For Helmet, it maybe peaceful. because people are throwing bricks and. But what is it? No, 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 it's mostly peaceful. Oh, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> you know, the question I want to ask is, what does that say though about the left? What are, what they think of the American people? We're going to show you a picture of fire and tell you it's peaceful, and we are wanting you to believe that it's peaceful. What does that say about what they think? They think the American people are idiots. They think they're stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you a, a, a car on fire, but it's peaceful. What's the definition of a violent protest? Right. Exactly. Right, right. Uh, well, okay, so you bring up the point of they think that the American people uh, are are stupid, which I agree with you. But I do think that, um, if anything, all of these riots have shown us that the American people, I don't want to call... Uh, a subset of them stupid, but I will call them sheep because we've got what's happening. You alluded to it earlier, Kez, in Minneapolis, uh, looting and rioting again in Minneapolis. And this time it was not due to George Floyd. It was something completely new. Uh, so what happened was that the police were accused of shooting and killing a black man, but no details had emerged yet. No one knew anything about it. It was a complete rumor that just got spread. And people said, oh, good, a, t a chance to get some new Nikes mm -hmm. and went and looted and rioted all of these businesses. And then, as it turns out, the police will release the video, what, hours later? And uh, it shows that the it was a murder suspect. And it, they have very clear cut surveillance footage of him shooting himself in the face and falling to the floor before the officers even show up on the scene. And still, there were there was looting and rioting in Minneapolis again before that video even comes out and I'm sure after. So, I don't want to call, you know, a subset of all of these people. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to insult their intelligence, but I have to wonder who, what, it, how are you not waiting for facts? What kind of sheep just go out and just start doing this without even waiting a, an hour, two? If you don't want to call them stupid, then let's call it really what it is. They're deceived. Mm. Yeah. They are deceived. I said, you know, I told you, yeah, under a spirit of deception, mm -hmm. which means you can't see clearly. Mm. You physically can't see clearly. You are deceived. Yeah. So no matter what, well, you could put the facts in their hands, Sarah. It does not matter. That woman who's stealing the shoes is operating on, I'm hard done by, they owe me, mm -hmm. uh, it's me, 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 and it doesn't matter if a guy gets shot, if they shoot him, a guy jumps off a bridge, what happens? Anything, the straw breaks the camel's back. Anything that would justify, that's right. Mm. Damn it, I'm gonna get me some. And, and they're, they're blind. Yeah. And there's this cloud of deception over a 
subset of our nation that believes the Don Lemons of the world. Mm. Kaz, do you agree? Oh, 100% agree. It scales on their eyes. And not only that, I saw a picture where, I don't know if it was in Minneapolis or in um, Kenosha, Kenosha um, uh, they had spray painted "Free Palestine." Yes, and, it w- and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I think that was what you, does yeah. that have to do with police brutality, <laughs> rioting, like thinking, thinking, yeah. thinking? Ah, uh, of course, because it's all connected. Because it's not about justice. It's not about police brutality against the black community. A, a police officer doesn't even need to kill a black man mm-hmm. for people to say, "Ah, police brutality." See, let's burn things down. Mm-hmm. It, none of it is connected. They're just looking for excuse to get their Nikes or burn things down. They've got scales on their eyes. They can't see clearly. I would say there's like, yeah, a spirit of deception and like a real spirit of death over. But I mean, if you're not religious, then whatever you want to describe it. It Yeah, it is. You're not offending anyone here. Okay. There's a a culture of life and a culture of death. Mm. Okay. And that is November. Mm. November is not Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Yeah. Not for a second. Mm. Are you choosing life, culture of life? Because that's death. Everything you've shown so far is death. People dying. Yeah. Business is dying, economy mm-hmm. dying, right? It's a culture of life or a culture of death, and those that embrace death are deceived, 100%. Yeah. All right, well, we have got more to come, uh, specifically the RNC night three, which you may have missed when we come back. It's insanity. The Republican National Convention uh, was once again on television. All eyes were on it uh, last night. I think that I saw that it has far, far, far superseded uh, all of the Democrats' views, which is nice. It's nice to know that people are actually tuning in now. Probably most of those are Democrat journalists who are going to then go in and try to uh, spin it in their own way. But as long as America is watching, I feel pretty comfortable with that. Uh, We had the theme land of the heroes and they did not disappoint we heard from dan crenshaw we heard from uh civil rights activist clarence henderson who we do have a clip from we heard from uh sister deirdre burn but uh, did you did you watch it did you see her this is what was she she's a nun Mm -hmm. she was in the army she's a doctor like i was just like well thanks for making me feel really really (laughs) inadequate Overachiever. All right, I'm just gonna say it. What are you uh, talking about? You're 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 cooking a human being inside your body. That, that's all. I, that's apparently that? all I'm doing. You understand? That's that? all, that's all I'm doing. No, you're also the greatest host on television. So, so what are we talking about? No offense to anybody else at the blaze. But. Uh, but she came out with a very great, compelling pro-life argument, of course. Uh, but just a really, really great night. Mike Pence, of course, took the stage for a pretty long speech where he covered a multitude of different topics, but uh, most importantly he hit on was that uh, we're not defunding the police. They are our heroes and uh, we're not going to go like the radical left has gone. We respect our police and uh, we are not going to defund them. Here's a little bit of that speech. Joe Biden says that America is systemically racist and that law enforcement in America has, and I quote, an implicit bias against minorities. When asked whether he'd support cutting funding to law enforcement, Joe Biden replied, yes, absolutely. Joe Biden would double down on the very policies that are leading to violence in America's cities. The hard truth is, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. 
And under President Trump, we will always stand with those who stand on the thin blue line and we're not going to defund the police, not now, not ever. I think arguably uh, the best speech Mike Pence has ever given. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, look, I'll tell you this. Last night, and, and one of my close friends said, man, he looked presidential. He looked like a statesman. Mm-hmm. He was. And he's such an incredible VP. He honors the authority. He honors the president. He stands with him. He, you know, it's just... It just feels like a solid team. And then you look at Karen, he's white. That's just a, an amazing family. And I've had the opportunity in the White House to have a very deep conversation with that man that just spoke. And I can tell you, the love for this country, for God, for people runs very, very deep. I mean, that's a sincere human being. Yeah. Mm. I, I love hearing that about the vice president of the United States. That's awesome. But also, I think that what he said is going to be really, really encouraging to people in the cities that are being burned to the ground right now, where the governors are saying, we will defend the police and stuff, and defund the police, sorry. And they're seeing their cities and towns and their kids in danger and burning to the ground. Mm -hmm. I think for them, even if they may not have voted that way, I think that could be a real turning point to go, you know what, I just need to feel safe. And I need the police. So I think that's going to really hit home with a lot of people right now. Yeah, especially I know Trump alluded to it in a tweet a while back, but uh, which he probably shouldn't have tweeted. But it's Trump where he said, you know, I've got all the suburban housewives <laughs> or whatever. You know, they're 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 on my side. I'm polling really well with them. And I'm like, I, I look at what's going on. And I mean, I, I am uh, obviously I work, but like I am a suburban housewife. And I'm like, I don't see how any of them can have a family and see what's going on in the inner cities mm-hmm. and go, yeah, I want more of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, there's no way. And, and if you think of it just holistically, right, who's the most vulnerable then? The inner city children, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who runs those cities? The Democrats. Yeah. For decades so, so and decades So just start there, okay? Start there. Now they want to say, and we want to take away your protection. Mm-hmm. I'm That mother that spoke earlier speaks to every black mother in the inner city. And they go, it could have been my child. And where was the police? Mm. If police was on that scene, Mm -hmm. would have looked different. They know this. Mm -hmm. They know this, right? I've got to believe that they're starting to think about their children first. Mm. Bigger policies are drifting. Right now it is, hey, who's going to keep us safe? And by the way, Biden incarcerating more black people than Trump. Right. Yeah. But we're going to defund the police to further exploit you. Right. Right. But we love minorities. Right. 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 Come on. It's ridiculous. Right. Uh, it, there was also a great moment with uh, Clarence Henderson, civil rights activist. He uh, was he was a civil rights activist, like I said, in the 60s. So uh, someone who has some credibility here, unlike people like, oh, I don't know, LeBron James, who get paid millions of right. dollars to sit around and complain about uh, how he's so oppressed. Here's a man who has actually been through some stuff. And here is what he had to say about voting for President Trump. I was born on what some would call the wrong side of the tracks. I don't even have a birth certificate. I never attended an integrated school and am the only one out of my immediate family who graduated from college and HBCU. I'm a military veteran and a civil rights activist. And you know what else? I'm a Republican. 
and I support Donald Trump. If that sounds strange, you don't know your history. Oh, I love that line. If that sounds strange, you don't know your history. Man. How true that is. Mm. Man, that man just you now sounded so much like Nelson Mandela. I just had a flashback. <laughs> I was like, that rhythm, the cadence. Mm -hmm. of like, you, know you, you just had a grandfather school you, son. <laughs> That's what just happened, yeah. right? Let me set the record straight. That's what just happened. That's, man, we need more of that. Mm. And, and, and there's so many of them. You know, the people, red, white, black, blue, Smurf, doesn't matter. There's so many sensible people in this country that say, hey, can I just correct the record for a second mm. without someone throwing rocks at me and whatever? Mm. I really, I commend the RNC. It's the best I've ever seen. They, this, look, tonight's important. Yeah. But this has been very well executed so far. The messaging has been amazing. Yeah. Kezia, what were your thoughts when you uh, watched Clarence Henderson? I thought he just has such an amazing attitude, not an, an attitude of victimhood and this, that and the other. Was this the same man that also said I came, I went from picking cotton to being in Congress? No, the different one. It was a different guy. But also that, that was like a similar thing where Absolutely. it's like, yes. I'm yes. not a victim. Absolutely. Because there are so many of those stories yeah. and yeah. the Democrats don't tell them. That's no. what I'm saying. There's yeah. so many. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very well put. Yeah, yeah but the, to, to that point, you're making the point. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we need to tell these stories of victory. Yeah, and show people that had real adversity and say, "I made a choice." Yeah, I made a choice to say the American dream is mine. Also, what are you looking for tonight? Uh, obviously, President Trump is going to uh, to take the stage and give his speech. What are you What are you looking for from him uh, as far as his tone? Mm -hmm. Maybe and and what he what he covers because I look at this and I'm like uh, I, I know I think Glenn on the show earlier this week uh, mentioned this but you know Mike Pence talking about we're not going to defund the police would have been great to have a side by side of what is actually going on in real time yes. in Kenosha yes. in uh, uh, Minneapolis in all of these places as he's talking about it just as a great visual for everyone watching uh, this is what happens when you do these Democrat policies. Policies. This is what we want in contrast to that. Um, obviously, that's I mean, I don't see the the RNC. Yeah, but actually making a side by side. But what, what are you looking for? What do you think the average American is looking for uh, tonight from President Trump? Personally, I think and I'm not saying I'm speaking for America, but man, I, I feel this. Um, we need vision. Mm -hmm. We need a vision. Mm -hmm. We need a bold, bold display tonight of he's going to go through record. Because that's the nature. He's right. going to, this is what I've done. This is what I haven't done. You know, and, and I'd like for him to get through that and then go to, this is where we're going. Yeah. This is where we're, we, we are going that way. Mm. We're going to life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to light. We're going to law and order. We're going to sustainability. We're going to your family matters. Your pocketbook matters. We're going to, and, and, and not so much, in, this is how I'm going to cut taxes. No, give the people hope. Mm. Give them something to say, yeah, I want that, please. Like on the menu, you want this mm -hmm. or you want or that? You want that. Yeah. yeah, certainly they're not hearing any hope from, uh, from the Democrats. Kezia, what are your mm. thoughts? What are you looking for? I think Yako said it so nicely. And I love, I'm just thinking back earlier, you said it's not a choice between Joe Biden and Trump. It's life and death. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like you said, like I would really love it of like a declaration of like victory and life. And that's what you get. Yeah, I think you just said it brilliantly. Hope, 
yeah. light, not the dark. Mm-hmm. Do, do I wonder if he even has to give the contrast of what the Democrats are about. I feel like the American people see it. Yeah. If he can just give them the opposite instead of hitting them, just hit what he wants to focus on and how his path is different. I really feel like it would resonate with the uh, the average American. You know what we tell our girls when they want to talk over each other and we've got three under the age of five, right? And, and my daughter will, Dad, she's not giving me a time to speak. I said, when it's your turn, make it count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Make it count. Yeah. Tonight, he's going to have the eyes of the world. Mm-hmm. Make it count. Don't, you don't need to talk about Joe Biden. We all know the guy is on, is on support. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to remind us that cities are burning. It's all we get. Right. You right. don't have to go there. Show us why you're different. Where are we going? Yeah. Right? Yep. That's it. Well, we will have uh, all the coverage tomorrow, but uh, we'll be right back. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, I can't, honestly, I can't see him. Add this to the list of things that you don't want President Trump to bring up tonight in his speech. Uh, he said yesterday that he wants uh, Joe Biden to be drug tested before their debate next month because he doesn't understand how he all of a sudden has his wits about him for when for so long he uh, didn't seem to understand where he was at or what he was doing at any given point in time. But he said, uh, we're going to call for a drug test because his best performance was against Bernie. It wasn't that he was Winston Churchill because he was but it was a normal, boring debate. You know, nothing amazing happened. And we're going to call for a drug test because uh, there's no way that uh, that he can all of a sudden have this amazing performance. I no comment on that. But I do want to bring up Nancy Pelosi, who uh, came out earlier today. And, you know, we kept saying, like, when are they going to start spinning these debates as something that they don't want to have? And then the press started it. And now Nancy Pelosi is latching onto that. She says, well, ugh, Joe Biden shouldn't. It's 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 like undignified of him to even entertain a debate with Trump for like reasons and stuff. Watch. Since you asked about that, I myself, just don't tell anybody I told you this, especially don't tell Joe Biden, I don't think that there should be any debates. I do not think that the president of the United States has comported himself in a way that anybody has any association with truth, evidence, data, and facts. I I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him nor a debate in terms of the presidency of the United States. Now, I know that the Biden campaign thinks in a different way about this, but I just, I thought what he did in the uh, 2016 was disgraceful, stalking Hillary Clinton like that. I was disappointed that the press didn't say, go back to your station. You're not here, you don't own this stage. You, are, you have your own podium, she has hers. So I I think that he'll probably act in a way that is beneath the dignity of the presidency. He does that every day. Uh, But I think he will also belittle what the debates are supposed to be about. And they're not to be about uh, skullduggery on the part of somebody who has no um, respect for the office he holds, uh, much less the democratic process. Why else would he try to undermine the elections in the manner in which he is doing? 
I mean, it seems to me like if he's that horrible, you would want him on display up against the very presidential Joe Biden so that you could highlight the differences between the two. Yeah, do you know what I hear when I watch that? Please. Exactly where their heart is. Yeah. They do not care about the American people. Miss Pelosi, the debates is not about Donald Trump and to his benefit and Joe Biden. It's to the benefit of the people. Who elected you, elected by the people. The people need to hear Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. The people need to hear him cross-examined, hear Trump cross-examined, hear Trump. What's your vision for this nation, Mr. Biden? Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you because it's beneath me to talk to him. Well, don't talk to him. Come talk to us. Mm. Come tell us. Mm. No, 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 no. We're not about you. We're about us. What about staying in office until we are de decrepit like a prune and shrivel up here and die, right? We're here for life. It's about us. That speaks volumes, Sarah. They don't care because actually they know they got nothing to say to the American people of substance. Mm. You got to believe, Kezia, that uh, she's like, I don't want Joe Biden speaking at all, really. So I definitely don't want him to debate because then people will know that we're basically just propping up a dead man at this point. You know, listening to her speak, I was just taking notes of how next time my husband confronts me, how I can go, well, so, um, okay, so I'm not going to do this because, and to just use her tactics to yes. defend myself. Well, you're not, you're not interested no, in truth Well, because, yeah, exactly. That's how I'll be able to defend myself. But on a serious note, it's, incredible like this is a, a highly respected woman and high up in the government it's incredible hearing her speak about the president of the united states in such a way mm -hmm. like i i'm totally just like where is even your respect for just the office mm -hmm. like the trump speaks to the most powerful people across the whole entire world everyone's leaders and things like that and yet your candidate is it's beneath him to speak to the president? I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I just can't. I feel like a broken record saying this. Yeah. I, I know you were, you were here earlier this week when I said this, but just epic levels of projection Absolutely. on the Democrats' part. That, oh, President Trump doesn't believe in truth and facts, and he does that every day. No, actually, that's you guys mm -hmm. who do that every day, not the president. All right, we've got more to come. We'll be right back. Reminds me of the father with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth telling his son. Right, yesterday's poll, who had the best speech at night two of the convention? Melania Trump won this one. 46% of you said First Lady Melania Trump, who is just so graceful and elegant, and I just love her. What Was, was it last night that she had that bright pink dress on and I was just like, oh, I just love you. She's so pretty. Uh, Nick Sandman. Yeah, I just fangirled. Get over it. Uh, Nick Sandman came in 30 percent, followed by Abby Johnson at almost 17 percent and Rand Paul at the bottom. They're rounding it out at almost 7 percent. Today's poll. Who had the best speech? You guys are just, it's, it's, I don't know why I even read the paper. I should have just assumed that it was going to be. Who had the best speech night three? Here are your options. Madison Cawthorn, Kaylee McEnany, Vice President Pence, or Governor Kristi Noem, who I also fangirl over, just to let you know. Who do you think? It's a toss-up for me between the Vice President and Madison. Yeah, that was a good The last speech. two minutes of Madison, I'm telling you, I can stand, and he, and he is paralyzed, by the way, okay? But I'm going to give it to the VP. 
just because he stepped up and he was a, an incredible number two. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think? I, I, I liked Madison's. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. And it just is one of those little pulls at the heartstrings. I liked it. Well, and you knew when they, right, when oh, they yeah. then you're like, <gasps> yes, do it, go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. We will all be tuning in tonight to give you coverage of the final night of the RNC and President Trump's speech. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.